Good Morning Mayberry is brought to you by Amass Studio, LLC. This episode was recorded on October 2nd, 2022 with Jaden Young. Yeah, so I had just started week two, um, but then you guys were talking about, I, I looked at the spoiler anyway, and you said something about synthetic skin, and I'm just like, oh, I haven't that part yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Well, hey, Mayberry. This is an episode with Jaden Young, who I met in the Eat Predators book club, presented raw and unedited, recorded pretty soon after we met. I didn't even really know his name yet. <laughs> I haven't been involved with Eat Predators since November, when Alexa Nicholas suddenly shut me out of the Discord and declined to respond to my calls, text, or email. I was heartbroken and disoriented at the time, but quickly gained focus back on my own important projects, like producing this blessing of an episode. I've been informed that Eat Predators has reported treachery afoot at their threshold. I hope Alexa is okay, and I wish her peace, safety, and healing while becoming accountable for her actions. It seems there are several public and private calls for her to address past offenses. In response to the many messages I've received in concern for my safety and well-being as these claims are being connected to me by random third parties, I'm okay, and I'm confident that I won't be harmed by any of the fallout from Alexa's false allegations. The book club, though. The book club was a trip. I think there might have been an REL chapter missing from the book or meta-narrative that the book club manifested with our lives. I was informed that Jaden recently announced some heavy things on his public Instagram account at Y2REMAYNE about not being fairly treated. I heard someone took his voice away. Like JoJo? Like an Ursula kind of situation? Anyway... I went to look at his post, but I couldn't figure out what he or anyone trying to verify his claim was saying. So I embedded his post and screenshots of it in the episode description on goodmorningmayberry.com in case the posts disappear or change. I'm hoping y'all can help me figure out who or what he's talking about. It sounds very alarmist. I mean alarming. I mean, what do I mean? I'm confused about it all. But luckily, young Jaden, I mean Jaden Young, at Y2REMAYNE on Instagram, has a voice here. For an hour and 30 fucking six minutes, Jaden Young has a voice here. So grab a snack and some water and don't worry about listening all in one sitting. Accounting for the added time of this intro, there's a good time to take an intermission right around 35 minutes, an hour and nine minutes, and an hour and 35 minutes, give or take. Those are just after specifically important things that young Jaden, I mean Jaden Young, says in his own voice that he alleges somebody took since the recording of this episode that he generously allowed me to host him on to present his brilliant and persuasive mind. And he allowed me to produce and pay to broadcast for him to be heard by my audience. I thought it was best to not edit it out of respect for Jaden's claims to want to control the narrative for himself. I've never done this before, but in honor of Jaden's gracious presentation and recent post calling for attention on his voice and experience, I made the decision to give him this courtesy since I was prepping this episode to release when I was told about his harrowing ordeal. Anyway, on to the episode where we talk a long, long time about a lot of things revolving around narrative manipulation, media, morals, and the dangers of irresponsibly used influence. Young Jaden, I mean Jaden Young, sure has a lot to say in his own voice about things like that. I'm excited about how knowledgeable and collected this episode is. 
It's a little long, but we get into some good content about Jaden's entertainment business structure research around Britney brands, what really went on in the Eat Predators Discord and Book Club, BJ, who recently blocked me for criticizing her tabloidist clout-chasing circle jerk buddy boy Sloan. For the record, I renounce and redact any support or endorsement of BJ and Sloan in any of their work. I also renounce and redact any praise or endorsement of Eat Predators and Alexa Nicholas as a leader or advocate in any way, as well as her agents and operatives. We talk about TMZ and Bam Margera. We talk about Wendy Williams and Wells Fargo lawsuits and how Britney's fans can be used to make her life hell and the humans behind markets that brands and media seem to forget exist. We talk about how the same manipulation tactics exist in Hollywood as in religious cults. And I even mentioned my mom. I know that in three years of episodes, I never mentioned my family on this show, but I felt very comfortable and trusting in the vibe that I had with Jaden and the topic drew it out of me. So I leaned in. Anyway, Jaden talks about how important it is to have morals and caution when reporting on events and people. He deconstructs the impact and consequences of intentionally spreading false narratives to sway public thought. Like Jaden is about to tell us, when influential people post things, it spreads like a virus, like a wildfire. And how also, in Jaden's own brilliant and amazing words, often with complex cases involving opportunities, there's a lot more to the story than it seems. And... How when people are more interested in harvesting data than hosting space, the communities that gather under their invitations may suddenly suffer greatly. One warning, I talk about Josie and the Pussycats and give a teeny tiny spoiler, but it's so small that it's basically a preview and you can skip like 45 seconds when I start up about it. If you want to challenge anything either me or Jaden says, give us a call at 415-3434-420 or email connect at goodmorningmayberry.com. Anyway, here's Jaden in his own voice when it was his to use as his own. His words are his own and do not inform the opinions of me, Good Morning Mayberry, Amass Studio, or any of our other associates. I also fully rebuke this version of myself for being so trusting, loving, excited, vulnerable, optimistic, and cringe. LOL. Anyway, here's me and Jaden talking in the first raw and unedited audio episode of Good Morning Mayberry. You can just call me Jaden. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what's up. Um, so, yeah, we met in uh, Alexa Nicholas's book club, um, which is yeah. pretty This is my favorite group of people ever that I've hung out with. I know, right? It's just <laughs> like so many people there that can have such different stories, but in a lot of ways just really be able to relate to you and the aspect of certain things that you've had to deal with. Yeah, everybody's really got a completely different, like, villain origin story. But now we're here as, like, some kind of bizarre super troop that's, like, I don't even know. I'm just, every time, every time I look into the Discord, I'm always just like, well, that's, like, something that I wanted to know about. Or, like, how nice to see somebody, like, spilling their guts and then another person stepping in and saying, like, exactly what I would want to hear if it was me spilling my guts. Kind of. I don't know. Right. And then it's like hearing other people say like, oh, I don't want to take up too much time. It's like, no, I get it. Because the exact reason I like shorten all of my stories (laughs) is because I don't want to take up all of the talking time. But really, it's just like, I think when you go through certain things and deal with other certain things as as an emotional reaction to that, I guess, just as an umbrella term, a lot of people don't really understand. So when people do, it's just like, oh, you just have all this other stuff you want to talk about. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'm finding that like, um, like sometimes I'll want to say something and then I'll observe the conversation happening and I'll get like healing or feedback around the thing that I wanted to say without even saying it based on observing right. how, the, yeah. how a healthy conversation around trauma can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, and actually I think that the, were we talking, I think we were talking about Bam Margera specifically on maybe I'm mistaken, but Oh uh, yeah, so that one is really interesting because it's going—it's one of those situations where it's going on in real time. Yeah. Uh, the guardianship, conservatorship, abuse pattern, and I don't know if you've heard of a YouTuber uh, slash like lawyer, former lawyer. Her name is That Surprise Witness. Uh, oh, I know. I am that... obsessed with BJ. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I've been getting a lot of the information from her, and she points out a lot of the stuff that the media does not. And the other day, actually, is when she made this post where TMZ, and I don't know if they got away with it just because they didn't state explicitly that he was drinking or what it was, but it was like this photo of him out partying as they described it and about how his rehab didn't work, apparently, and stuff like that. Just things that Mm -hmm. are disrespectful to say to anybody who's going through that, but knowing the details of his situation. Uh, as he's spoken out about it uh it's just a little extra kind of demoralizing to the person because it's just i get that they're it's their job as they say but they have a lot of influence on the public narrative so people who are enablers to the abuse or contributing to him being treated unfairly and held against his will and uh, the whole deal with that are really using this media as just kind of to back them up. And you'll even see when you follow cases like the conservatorship, guardianship things, a lot of times those headlines uh, get brought up in court. And you can write a story without necessarily having to diminish someone's character or write something that you probably already know is not the truth. Uh, Sure. Well, and I would argue in this, well, and just in this particular case, it seems like it was a completely inflated concept entirely and that he was just out at a bar with people and he wasn't drinking. He was hanging out with some folks. And I think there was like a, like an event or something he was celebrating. This is, not to not to derail from the direction you were going to carry us in. Let's keep going that way. But right. uh, I'm yeah. finding specifically with Bam's case that there's just a massive amount of assumption and like infantilization that does not make any sense exactly. that he's just supposed to stay all the way. He can't he can't be near yeah. somebody else who looks like they might be drinking without a story getting spun. He can't mm-hmm. stumble. What he was? What was he wearing? Wearing slides? He was talking about. I I slipped in my slides, and they yeah. said I was stumbling drunk kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah he said i he's had quite a few videos actually that he put out on his cameo account and then mm-hmm. he did one directly to that surprise witness which she said she didn't purchase or whatever they do um so i guess he either just arrest addressed it to her directly or someone bought it on her behalf or i don't really know what that situation was about but that's where he did show that he was on an ankle monitor 
And then I did, I'm glad that you brought up that subject of the way that they portray him because that's a pattern with a lot of these cases, specifically with the conservatorships and the guardianships. And when it's someone like Wendy Williams, it's very similar in a much different way. So it's like, mm-hmm. there are these videos, the, these photos going around of her where she just kind of looks not her best. And those are the photos that are being used to justify rumors about her having dementia. Uh, she has a specific is, medical condition that exactly causes yeah. things that people are so they're calling it dementia but the the specifics of her disorder create it's like something mm-hmm. like wide eyes like like she'll open her eyes wider and kind of have these moments where she seems fugue but she's not she's dealing with something sensorial or body related and it's right. not necessarily a, a neurological or psychological event but the images, the framing of it immediately can be used for things like dementia or drug use or I'm, I don't even, the dementia thing is so bizarre. It seems like they've been using it behind the scenes for a little while to discount people, um, which I guess is sort of the public narrative that was presented. They just never used that word all along. Like with Brittany, when she was shaving yeah. her head, nobody said dementia back in 20 whatever, but uh, I guess it stands to reason that that's the word of choice that they're using in court. Yeah, and I don't really know exactly how that got tied in. I believe what the original filing said were was Wells Fargo and Lori Schiller saying that she had suffered from dementia or undue influence. Uh, and what Wendy Those are Williams two different had things. actually. Yeah, a, so it's kind of a vague thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even like Wendy Williams. I explicitly dislike her as an entity and an icon, and I still want her to have her liberty and her money, but I don't like anything I'm saying about what's going on with the headlines or what people are claiming or any interviews. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, and one of the things that I pointed out, I'm going to – eventually either make a youtube video about it or something but she did there those photos were i don't really know she has on shorts but there's a few of those as well but there's a video where she's actually fine so you can tell that the photos are a little manipulated to look a lot worse than they are she doesn't really look as bad as she does in the photo and she's holding down a conversation so she's actually talking with one of the paparazzi like during the shooting of this video and she's really showing that like there's just she's doing a lot better than you saw in the tmz interview when she was really kind of going through her own health issues Uh, at that time and she was actually just she was speaking clearly she could understand what the person was saying and it was just it was obvious that this isn't a person with dementia Hmm. yeah and i pointed that out because that's a pattern and i think one of the big things about wendy williams cases britney spears we didn't the internet wasn't what it is today so people couldn't really just like think of just going online and just buying the court documents and reading them uh, as easily as you do today. But it's just like with Wendy Williams case, immediately someone was buying the court documents. Everyone was reporting what the court documents said. um, And then the court documents get sealed. But 
at this point, you know, there's already so much information to know about what's going on. And I think that the media right now has a strong hold on that narrative being in control and covering up any conversations about the, what she's going through being not right, especially when two times she's actually spoke out on her own account about, you know, being unfairly treated. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see him. And then not to jump into the social media thing too quick, uh, but just for when we do get into that, the social media with Wendy Williams, if you go and look up her name on TikTok, it's just really all of these videos. Um, One of which where it was like multiple people talking to her at one time and she didn't answer the question that the person recording was saying. And that was kind of used to make her look like she was crazy. And Hmm. then there was one of her just, she was literally just in the grocery store store with a shopping cart. And they're like, Wendy Williams is in the grocery store going crazy. And it was really like nothing. It was just like somebody with a shopping cart who was buying groceries. And it was just, it does almost raise the question that maybe this is not necessarily just an accident. Like it sounds crazy to suggest that, but if they're going to go as far as to have people go to the media to intentionally spread the false narrative. It makes me concerned that since social media is such a powerful way to freely express your voice, that there could be certain things that impact uh, conversations about things that they don't want conversations about in a sense. Absolutely. I, do you have a theory about why Wendy Williams was targeted? Because Britney Spears, I understand. Bam Margera, I understand. I, d- I don't like either of them, but I fully get exactly who's surrounding them and why their lives are going the direction they're going. Wendy Williams doesn't make any sense to me. What I think, um, I've heard her side of the story, so I've heard her say what she doesn't really say exactly what made her suspicious of Lori Schiller. But the story is, is that she was suspicious of things that she was doing with her money and she was getting ready to fire her and move to another bank. Uh, Hmm. So I don't know if it was just Wells Fargo trying to meet a sales quota, which they are known for doing. So there was actually a lawsuit with Wells Fargo uh, where they, they're, they were being sued for, I don't remember exactly what it was, opening fake accounts. That's what the lawsuit said. So the lawsuit said that Wells Fargo was opening fake accounts to meet a sales quota. Uh, I, my first assumption would be that, but you often see that with these types of cases that there's a lot more to the story, but Mm -hmm. considering that she was just getting ready to leave Wells Fargo and find another bank, I am I would really think that Lori Schiller was doing something she shouldn't have been doing with the money. Like, I can't really think about what that would possibly be, but obviously it was something to make Wendy suspicious. So it had to be something a little unusual to say the least. Maybe sometimes this money stuff is very like archaic like it's like you know the the person that's supposed to be the advisor or uh whatever they just end up 
like running a really old game that you think is kind of like a retired trick that people in that industry don't do anymore. And sometimes it's like way simpler than not when you get to the actual root. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I really just think the media and it's like, I don't like to, I know we should say that instead of, just canceling them all that the media should change and change the way that they report. But when we talk about stuff like, for example, TMZ, it's just like, you look at what they said about Bam Margera and a lot of the times they're more interested in getting more money from like a trashy headline with a really Mm -hmm. bad photo of somebody. And they probably don't really care about their impact on not only like not only is this affecting the person who they're targeting and their court cases, especially if it's with an abuser, like we've seen all kinds of smear campaigns when it comes to any type of case of abuse, you know, there's always the shade room or TMZ to hop on and try Mm. and see some other side of the story to try and make the other person look bad. A lot of times they're paid, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, it's really crazy. I actually just scrolled uh, I just scrolled Wendy Williams mm-hmm. on TikTok for a second, and I'm wondering immediately who these people are that are making their posts, how many of them were paid, and how many of them are just influenced by somebody who got paid, and they just want to hop on a bandwagon and feel some type of way about something. And it would be such an easy thing for them to cover up, because when influential accounts and people say things, it spreads like a virus. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's got even just a hundred thousand followers or a million followers at that, or is a celebrity with like a cult following, it's just when someone posts something, it spreads like wildfire. So if it's someone who's just a social media influencer that was secretly or not secretly, or however they actually go about doing stuff like that, uh, kind of, geared to report that it's really kind of hard to get to the bottom of it especially because these people don't like to give up their sources duly so i honestly um the first thing i want to do with their sources is discredit them and not pay attention to them uh i don't i hmm what a weird world we're living in allegiance and interest are so weird and i don't really think that someone's like if someone said it's this it's just a rumor so it's like if someone goes on social media and says oh a source tells us that this this and this happened it's just like why is that always just assumed to be true by the masses it's just so weird. And I think that's just the whole tabloid gossip culture that has been built into American society and has become such a moneymaker in a way that it's a very toxic thing for society. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, don't want to admit that they kind of have main character syndrome. And a lot of us like, the first kind of like elevated sort of content that we get in Western like global North culture is like mystery stories. And so the idea that like there's a secret you might find out later and this is good enough for now or like, 
you know, people, it, it, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's real basic and has something to do with like, like dopamine and oxytocin combinations or something like that. Like, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, like people are just looking for relief. So, but then also excitement. So there's like a question gets open and then they just want the quickest conclusion that they can come to. And a lot of people are addicted to like opening questions up that they can quickly close. I think um, there's certainly some, some weird behavioral things that don't have a firm kind of uh, universal language to discuss. Um probably primarily because it's been it's been created by a lot of these new entities that are kind of our, our new babysitters the the facebooks and the you know whatever all these places where we gather to socialize that um yeah. they're more into harvesting data than hosting space uh exactly and a lot of times they it's so automated that it's a it can be very easy to manipulate an algorithm like musicians do mm. it all the time. It's almost mm -hmm. the norm. Like mm -hmm. when you study musicians and how promotion works and streaming, a lot of the cheap tricks that they use in the media, you're going to use in your own advertising just because that's in a way like, which makes it so weird at times to enter the music industry in a certain way, but you have to really present yourself and put yourself on a pedestal to build a brand like you have to pay these people to write about you to promote your album then you got to pay these people to put it on the playlist and it can feel inauthentic mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a lot of these things it might not necessarily even be a good thing because it's being used to it's being used against people right pr uh services and how readily available they are and what i mean like i just don't think most people know i started uh i started this media production company in 2020 i started really doing the research around it and one of the first giant pills that i had to swallow was kind of recognizing how the pr industry would either work for me or against me depending on what choices i make um, and I, once I kind of recognized what it was, I, I went and contacted companies that were way out of my budget, mainly cause I just wanted to know what it would take to get on good morning America, for example, like how, how much money would it actually take to get in the wall street journal? And I, I presented myself very well to these people. I don't think any of them were on to me that I didn't have a budget to be working with them. Um, and I sounded very excited about the services they were providing. So the, you know, essentially the answers that I got is like, you know, for somebody like who's, who's got a multi-million dollar bank account of disposable money that is not going to sustain their very livelihood, uh, that's, it's an easy purchase to, to get the narrative manipulated um, and tra learning that right. and trying to explain to people because the billionaire, the billionaire space race rhetoric was kind of getting spicy right when I was discovering this. And so every yeah. single article that came out about Bezos or Musk or like anything to do with any of that, I was like, wait a second. These are clearly not news stories. These are clearly the way that 
the people behind these little projects want the project to be discussed in the mainstream narrative. How could I possibly explain to enough people fast enough for this to not completely distract everybody and get them thinking about, you know, oh, it's it's like Apollo 13 when I really, it's definitely not that it, it could be anything from developing weapons to just keeping people distracted. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the push pull that they're able to do the way that they can kind of just attract attention or get everybody looking over here. Um, it's disconcerting. That's it's alarming, unsettling. Yeah. It's very toxic because when you see the type of, when you see the way that abuse is handled in the media, they don't really think about the fact that this is going to reflect, uh, in the behaviors of people who can see these patterns even through the media and can relate that to what they see in the media in a sense, because it's like thinking back to my childhood, like my mother, she was just very about image. And when it came to just kind of the emotionally manipulative tactics and certain things that I had to experience, I realized over time, a lot of it, she would copy from those things and she would often project onto the people that she saw on TV. And even if that doesn't necessarily affect others in the same way, it can still influence society to react a certain way when someone behaves in a particular type of way or tells a certain story that's similar to what they saw. Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's kind of how we learn how to be. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I think a lot of us like to have a bigger ego and kind of assert that we are more in control of our personalities or our choices. But um, a lot of who we are and what we find to be acceptable is about the information that's pumped into us. And parasocial relationships are a much more powerful thing than uh, a lot of people want to give credit to. Um, Most of the time, in my experience, parasocial relationships are stronger than interpersonal relationships, uh, especially ones that are in actual person. Yeah, and it's just the way I feel like something or someone needs to kind of step in and and have make it to where it's not so easy. So it's like, I get when you are an entertainer of any kind, whether you're famous or not at doing press is, is very important uh, for anyone who's in, you know, YouTubing, streaming music, like all of that stuff. It's a very important thing, but it's just too easy for really just anybody to infiltrate the media like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, Anybody can claim to know someone, and even if they do know that person, you don't really know that you're getting the truth from that. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's become amplified gossip at that point, because it's just like, oh yeah, I can, really, you can, and I really am shocked to see that people at such a high success use these same tactics, but you can buy press articles on cheap blogs for pennies, and Really, you can like you can go to all these different websites and you can get like 10 gossip blogs to write about you 
and it'll you'll go through these blogs and you'll start to realize these same people in the industry are also buying these penny articles as i would call them just because it's like you'll pay five dollars to some sketchy website and then you're all over google it's like it's so common in music mainly but just in business if that makes sense because people in business do it a lot but it's just like it shouldn't be so easy to have influence on say someone tells their story about abuse and then it's just like oh i can throw money at this and now everyone thinks that they're a liar yeah yeah it's a much deeper problem than a lot of people want to give it credit because uh i've been avoiding i've been avoiding mentioning my mom um she's a she's kind of a case study in um in influence to me uh both mm-hmm. being influenced and being an influencer um we haven't spoken in a while uh she and i but one of the one of the notable things that i started to kind of really try to figure out about her was how she was so easily wrapped up in specifically the empires of like dr oz dr phil joel steen and uh various people like that which i think they're all kind of i think that like while those men could be you know, they're all very different or whatever. I, I feel like they're all actually peddling right. the same exact product, um, which is attention, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of watching her become interested in specifically those brands um, and then want to talk to me about those brands uh, it just it really kind of contrasted how differently our our brains work with data with um marketing with just kind of information and how it's packaged right um yeah yeah and it's all it, this is kind of old stuff have you ever seen Josie and the Pussycats not in a lot of years but yes that i've been thinking a lot about there's a character in it that um, there's a scene where, do you remember DuJour, the like boy band that crashes in the plane at the beginning? I honestly don't, but it's been fantastic. So, it's been no, it, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time either, but it's such a burned in mm-hmm. movie for me that I used to watch when I wasn't well <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, the setup is there's a, there's a boy band at the beginning and they start to realize that there's a, a track underneath their music that's telling people directly to like go buy this thing or go buy that thing. It's Mr. Movie Phone's voice is like like commanding people to make other purchases and marketing all these other products underneath their songs. So when they figure it out, yeah. they go to their manager, played by Alan Cummings, and he immediately goes to they're in a plane when they find this out, and he goes to the cockpit closes the door, says something about like operation something or other, him and the pilot put on parachutes and they just drop the plane out of the sky when they, they jump out and, and crash, crash this boy band. Um, so then the whole movie, Josie and the Pussycats is them trying to figure out how to get this random band that they happen to walk past right after needing to replace the number one band in the world that they were marketing everything else through. Um, and so the whole, concept is sort of like how do they how do they 
how do they fix something that was never working really well to begin with, but they've clearly put all this money into it. There's like government contracts that come up at one point. But the character I was about to reference, they go, they, um, they have some like old tracks of the boy band that they're going to put out as like a posthumous album. So they go to a music store and they play these songs in the music store and there's one character who is just this kind of teen angst girl and she's like, I don't appreciate any of this. So they put a black bag over her head to throw in her van and take her to a place to reprogram her, basically. Um, And it's it's a fanta- it's one of my favorite movies. It's basically entirely about the mainstream media chasing its own tail, trying to figure out how to control the people. Um, yeah, and they just really don't think about how real it is because it sounds like a conspiracy, and it, it at times it can, but really it's 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 right. One, it doesn't take a lot to learn about this stuff. It's just like this is coming from like online classes and crash courses about music. And then right. you can just go on these websites and just go buy these penny articles. And it's just like, can you imagine someone being rich and just being able to buy these articles at demand? It's a, yeah, it's a fantastic, wild thing. It, it really, it's a bizarre thing because it shouldn't be legal when you really break it down. Um, no, it shouldn't. It's... Technically, lying isn't illegal, though. Like, you, it's an explicit thing that you can't lie under certain yeah. terms, but fucking with the narrative is totally legit, according to the United States Constitution, <laughs> at least. I don't, I don't know. And it's just, I think that there needs to be someone in the media that's just got some type of morals because if they're going to be doing gossip, because I'm celebrities all the time will tip off gossip articles to promote their own work and it's effective. Uh, a lot of times they use that to their advantage and it's not necessarily always a bad thing, but really there needs to just be someone there with like the morals to understand what they're reporting and really, because it's like that, inter- I don't know if you've seen that video with where they interviewed Chloe Malas. Uh, it was like BJ and a whole bunch of other people. Um, if, if you don't know who that is, she's like a journalist for CNN. And I did see that. Show. Yeah, yeah, I did see so, that actually. But yeah, break it down like I didn't, because I'm sure many people listening will have not seen it. And it, yeah, so it's just with her. It seems like it's talking, it seems like talking to someone in a parallel universe because she's talking about, oh, it's so hard to get these sources and you you just have to go through so much to get a reliable source. And sometimes not both sides want to talk. And it's just like thinking about people on these discussion boards online have been following her situation for years, trying to spread the word on getting her out of the situation she was in. Uh, we're back to Britney now. To cl- I don't think you mentioned that. We you mentioned BJ. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. On the Chloe Mela's inter- Mela's interview, just to give some background on that, uh, they had interviewed her in regards to her reporting on Britney Spears' uh, conservatorship because she was just she would she went on the Wendy Williams show to say how great Jamie Spears was, and, and then mm-hmm. he brought, uh, brought her out of debt and all of this other stuff, and then. Not to mention with her, it was like she just was under the impression that she wanted this conservatorship. And it's just like there's people who are just random people and that have never met her that have more information that show 
that there is something wrong with this situation and this is what you're reporting. I just don't fully understand exactly how easy it is for whoever was telling her that that benefited the conservatorship uh, to Mm. get away with reporting something like that with how hard she had to fight for the years to actually get to the point where she was able to speak up. It's just so... Like, I don't understand how it's that easy for them. And I don't really understand I actually, how it seems I do. Like. It's money. It's that they get paid. Yeah. So, here's the thing. When you get paid a lot of money, you have to figure out how to spend it. And that takes up a lot of your time. Do I go shopping? What do I want to eat? Should I get a house cleaner? Maybe I'll clean my own house. Maybe I'll buy a new vacuum. Maybe I'll get a new dishwasher. A new, like, what else? Should right. I buy a new house? Do I want to move? Maybe I want to travel. Right. Like how much of their time is spent thinking about how they're going to flex and stunt on the rest of the world with the disproportionate capital that they are funneled in. Like it's it's also this is I think why people make a lot of late stage capitalism jokes about random anything ever these days, because it really is kind of about that when. You know, because these people, it's not like they're to capitalism, right? They're not struggling to figure out how to make ends meet. They don't have the same day to day thoughts as a lot of the people that they're trying to affect and influence and manipulate. And even so, even with so like, like a situation like like Britney's, it it can it can be very deceiving to people to be like, oh, she's got all this money. She, and in fact, the first episode that right. I had on this show where I address Brittany, my guest, who's a phenomenal, he's a professor of literature, he's a brilliant, amazing human being, and he was not convinced that her conservatorship was problematic, I'll say. He wasn't, he, he, it, took some, it took some doing, um, and our second episode together, he came back in and was like, I really have something else to say now. Um yeah. So the, but the, the thing about her situation is like, she can, she can have whatever net worth she has. It could be accessible or not. Um, but just, what was it like a month and a half ago, there was that incident where she got, she was like in a car by herself and people were like, what are you doing here? She let, that happened, right? She had to get in somebody else's car and it came and went so quickly from the media. Like there was no follow up and nobody tried to use it as a, it was almost like there was, there was an opportunity that they've taken before or, or maybe like, like fabricated um, or pushed her into. And there was just no follow up on this particular one, but she didn't have any money. She didn't know how to use the money she did have if she did have money. Um, And so compared to that, these these people that are getting paid to kind of circulate the narrative and and manipulate it they don't have that issue they were smoothly tracked usually through college and journalism of some kind to get right. into the position that they've got they've got you can assume supportive community uh of origin and yeah. that they you know it's they can have somebody hurt their feelings and then they just turn to mommy or daddy or turn to their fraternity or sorority or they turn, you know what I'm saying? Like they've got social capital, uh, fiscal capital, and it's all moving along smoothly on this track. And they have to tell themselves that they did that. They have to tell themselves that they earned it, that it wasn't about inertia. Right. 
So there's some amount of personal obligation that these people have to kind of being right with themselves and, and seeing themselves fairly in the world with the rest of us. Um, because part of why somebody might come from a position like that and then do their worst at somebody like Wendy Williams or Britney Spears, it's interesting that Wendy Williams would host space for somebody to come on and justify why Britney deserves to be in a conservatorship and how it was good for her all along. And then Wendy ends up in the situation she's in. I just turned my own stomach a little bit saying it like that. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because it really goes to show how upset, how much the media can oversaturate what's mm-hmm. out there and control the narrative. She actually, when she found out she was like really just like shame on you, Jamie Spears. You had me fooled and just yeah. going off about the family that actually happened not too long before her situation. Um, but it really goes to show how easy it is for the things that we're pumping all of these social media posts about to be going unnoticed by the rest of the world because of the algorithms and the the people out there pushing the wrong narrative on social media to control that. So it's just really, it can be a frustrating thing for someone who maybe not experienced it for the whole world, but knows what it's like to have your family lie about you or try to Mm. cover up something like it's just, you kind of can relate that back to your own experiences and can empathize and feel bad for people in a way that other people don't because they usually don't care. It's just like, oh, they're famous, they're fabulous, and they have this luxurious life, so why should I care, like, type Mm -hmm. of attitude. Yeah, yeah, that is a a lot of it. Um, People's empathy and compassion gets diffused by their jealousy, uh, and that's also late-stage capitalism. There's such a distinct divide. What's interesting about the, and I don't have, it's very hard to find these articles about this particular subject, probably for a reason, but there was an incident where I believe Jamie Spears was found to have been spying on fans. Uh, There was one girl who's, BJ, that incident's happened to her more than once that could go back to multiple people, but she's pointed out like people spying on her in public. But that makes me wonder about the social media, because during this time, I have been trying to talk a lot about her trademarks and how that can influence uh, the control over the public narrative. And then Uh giving the wrong person money for products with her face and name all over it. It's just like the trademarks is a whole other situation, but I'll have to get into that separately. But it's like. It's so oversaturated right now with conspiracy theories around her. If you say something like that, it's a, it can be considered like, oh, you don't really know all of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I noticed when I first brought that up, I had a whole Instagram page taken down. At the time, Jamie Spears owned the company known as Britney Brands. Hmm. Um, and I was pointing out that I'm getting like all these ads for Britney Spears products, coloring books, and like a tarot card deck and a Funko mm. Pop figures, all of this stuff that was licensed by Britney Brands. What the f- um, Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm already – I. first of all, I doubt nothing about what you're saying. And second of all, it makes perfect sense <laughs> to me that Lou right. Taylor and Jamie Spears would sit together 
And that's the solution they would come up with to distract you. Right? Like they're like, we'll get them. Yeah. We'll take you down and we'll give you something to think about. Right. <laughs> These motherfuckers. And it's like what I noticed is I was in this Facebook group that was literally called Free Britney. Um, and I made a post about it, which I showed the information from open corporates, and then I kind of explained about how the whole Britney brands things works and the licenses and the royalties and how that type of thing is done. And I would get all of these comments just either just saying flat out that I'm a conspiracy theorist or just saying that, oh, it all belongs to her now. I would go on these Facebook accounts and they would be fake. Like some of them would be real people and uh, they would debate back and forth with you for hours. But like, I remember there was one that was totally a fake account and she just out, flat out out of nowhere while we were debating she's just like well you basically just called me stupid and I was like no I didn't she was like mm, the whole threat went away um hmm. but yeah I would notice that they were fake accounts and I'm just like huh uh like did my little catfish thing there and I couldn't like I didn't have the resources to just trace it back to someone hmm. but yeah a lot of those accounts were fake and then I eventually got removed from the group not long oh, yeah. after this and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I don't know what that was about, but that made me much more suspicious about it because up until now where the company, the trademarks is a little different, but the company's now owned by like Michael Caine or something, but Jamie Spears absolutely still owns the Louisiana branch because he is the CEO and like the whole board of directors. And I believe that's the main one. I'm not sure. I would have to look back at like my notes on it, but I had, it took me until after they had made some changes on the company to make it kind of look like it, you couldn't really see who it belonged to uh, mm -hmm. or that it was in Michael Caine's control before I was able to even freely post about that online without getting in trouble with the social media companies. Unreal. Yeah. And it's, it, it doesn't seem like it would be something that would be that big of a deal, but it's concerning because like Kesha, for example, it's my understanding that she had some type of ownership with the, the branched record label she was on with Sony uh, mm -hmm. under her Kesha where it was spelled with a dollar sign. And I'm mm -hmm. not sure if that's a hundred percent the case, but after she started making music of her, of her own, I would say uh, outside of working with Dr. Luke, she would use just Kesha just spelled without yeah. a dollar sign. That's kind of a similar thing with the trademarks, but with Britney Spears, um, she had all these different trademarks and it's just like, they have everything with her name on it. So it's just like hundreds of different word marks, uh, anything you could imagine really. But her in 2018, while she was still under the conservatorship, um, the trademarks were signed away and it was a document called like a trademark reassignment. And you can go on the USPTO and look at that under the, just by searching Britney Spears, because it's got everything there. But in 2018, those trademarks were signed away to this company called Baby One More Mark LLC, which was established in Delaware. And we don't really know exactly Whoa. who owns it. Yeah. What? But 
<laughs> yeah. So baby Wait, how do you know all that much, but you don't know who owns it? So the thing is, and if you, there's a documentary about the Panama Papers and uh, when mm-hmm. people are uh, just saying as a general for legal reasons, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but there's press out there that is. Um, when people are like money laundering or they're doing something they don't want someone to see, they will often create these shell companies in Delaware because you mm-hmm. can't easily look up who owns it like you can in other states. So we can see in the trademark documents that Jamie Spears was the manager and that Andrew Wallet was also involved somehow, who ironically were the people who also signed on Britney Spears' behalf to give these trademarks to the company, which I think is totally unfair. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were... It's possible possible to run so much game, illegal game that you supersede the law's ability to chase you down with consequences that is possible theoretically and they are trying to do that yeah and it makes me have questions about her trademarks and what control that gives them because obviously what you're gonna assume is baby one more mark llc whoever that is now owns the trademarks to issue britney brands and epic rights permission to let people use that name on the products but Hmm. i don't really understand what they would need to be hiding other than britney spears not being able to control her own work and even down to her own social media possibly which could according to the word marks and the details of the word marks that i've read um social media would cover this and Mm -hmm. Her Facebook and Twitter were, when you submit, like, an example of the trademark being used, you send in specimen, and her Facebook and Twitter were used for that. Hmm. So that... So why... I really... I, my, my brain is... I'm trying not to let it melt in, in my skull right now over the idea that somebody's personhood and business, like... We have a we have a right to do business. We have a right to like transact and perform, and like I, she she's stunning. She's beautiful. She's talented. She I didn't know that she played the piano until literally yesterday, literally yesterday, and I I can't wrap my mind around the idea that like like if it was me and my social media, I am so messy with my social media. I do and say whatever I want on my business accounts and my personal accounts. Sometimes yeah. I mix my personal shit into my business accounts because I can. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wrap my mind around the idea of like abusive parents and like Lou Taylor kind of reminds me of my family was into into religious cult performing arts more than well, I guess, the more I'm looking at Hollywood, the more I'm like, yeah, it's just a religious cult yeah. also. But same manipulation tactics, really. <laughs> yeah. And so my point is I know Lou Taylor, like not personally me and Lou, but people like her are not difficult to come by. They start ministries. They want to be the head of an organization. They want to get paid a lot of money to not really do much and have other people's labor sort of like continue their passive income um, that they basically just get up, look pretty and smile to continue getting. Uh, so I really can't wrap my, my mind around that trademark laws could provide an opportunity for this scale of abuse. Yeah. And it's a crazy thing to think about because this means that her 
whoever owns it's really complicated as far as who does what as of right now uh-huh. my understanding is michael kane has all of those positions other than the louisiana uh branch and i'm not sure if that is the main one or if it's a branch of the one in california but that's the only thing he's in control over so michael kane controls all of these other random companies that were created to help britney spears do things um help, help. <laughs> i um yeah. one thing t- that is certainly happening i don't i don't know what they want to be happening what their intention is i don't know if they're reaching their goals at all or or inching close to them in any way but what is definitely happening um anyone who is following britney spears on social media is baffled like even I, and i feel like i get it like i feel like i understand what's happening and i'm still like wow this is this is what's going on today like okay what's next um and the the way that the posts are coming out it really is unclear to me whether whether they are her or not and which ones of them are her or not i suppose i actually found this out because uh my cousin was like looking for work at home jobs and i sent her one of like there's these different companies where you can actually just work on your own time and transcribe things my mm. understanding is that crowdsurf is involved with her social media and crowdsurf actually has people who transcribe videos and that what they're essentially saying and what i'm assuming is considering what crowdsurf does is that she would be speaking into a video or talking to someone and then they would type out the posts for her uh, that it does look a, transcribed yeah. or, or like speech to text or something like that a lot of the time um yes so that makes sense yeah. okay so and then if different people is... are doing the transcriptions then it would flow differently every time that's really an answer and if, like, you, if you like really pay close attention to it which like with me writing about the subject with her trademarks i'd have like talked to a lot of the people who have a lot of really interesting theories that aren't necessarily on point but they're they've got some truth to them like her you can if you really pay close attention to what she posts you can often see that it does seem like it was posted by a different person each time mm-hmm. uh and that just kind of is just like yeah i think it's just a transcription i don't really know if it's just they're told to just put emojis on there just because or if that's something that she requests but that that's what they say is that it's just kind of a transcription situation which crowdsurf i can confirm i know for a fact is they transcribe videos what do you make of the duplicate posts where she's posting the same dances same outfits same room i don't really know there is there's like this secret blogger who i don't really know what to make of he's gotten a lot of scandals right and he does these blind items and a lot of people just follow every single thing he writes um which in my honest opinion i do see that he's gotten a lot of scandals right and then he has also said a lot of things that most people wouldn't know about these things but 
at times it's just like i don't know really it's the same thing like with these media you don't know who he's talking to like yeah he says he's a lawyer but did he read this from a court document or did he read this from chatting with someone in court so a lot of times it's just especially with him not wanting to name people until after the scandal comes out you just want to take it with a grain of salt but they have really been concerned that her social media is being used to benefit someone who's not her, whether, Mm -hmm. which is one of the things that makes you concerned about the trademarks because it does give them a good deal of control over how her name is used. And that leaves a lot of loopholes and potential what ifs, but Mm -hmm. they, there's a lot of just rumors surrounding saying that her social media is being used to make money off of her. She's posting a lot of reels, and I don't know if you have, like, a professional Instagram profile set up like that, but after you reach a certain amount of followers, uh, you can get paid to post reels, and you Hmm. get paid by the view. So, hypothetically, her or someone is making a lot, a great deal of money from the reels that she posts to her account. I actually forgot all about that feature because I, I, I turned all of my professional accounts back into personal accounts so that I could uh, put music on them because um, mm-hmm. not all the songs are available on the professional accounts. You can't sound search for everything. So yeah. that makes sense. It actually makes a ton of yeah. sense because it, it would be that's passive income if they don't have to create new content in any way. And people are they now have a firm business model in confusion because people will come just to say, This doesn't make any sense. Brittany, are you okay? You're sick in the right. head. You need help. Like, exactly. Yeah. So if by her necessarily, and it's just so weird because a lot of the fans, which I think most people are really on point with the things that they're speaking out about. I do think there's a lot of legal issues and I do think that the people need to be held accountable. And I don't, I don't judge her lawyer cause I'm not a lawyer, but I do have a lot of questions based on what the other lawyers say. Me um, too. Yeah. Yeah. But with her, it's like people can be invasive and it's, it's almost counterproductive. It's almost mm-hmm. like it can create her fans into a scapegoat for her story to then be silenced. Because once people right. start speaking out about the trademarks and her lawyer and her brand and just all of these other things that don't make any sense at all, then you start seeing all these conspiracy theories about her being a clone and under mind control and someone needs to save her and she's been kidnapped and all of this other stuff. It does make it kind of like, it does make it look like that by people speaking out about these things that it's creating something that was just as invasive as the media was in a sense. And it could be a way for even her not to even know about what people's real concerns are because she groups that with, uh, what people, what people think. So, just interesting thing that I read on Twitter. Um, I followed this woman who's an activist specifically for this kind of thing. Her name is Lisa McCarley, and she actually goes to the court uh, cases. And she had said something about I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was she she she's not saying mean things about him or anything like that she is criticizing and asking certain questions but she did say something about rosengart said to her that 
it was making his client upset that she was saying things about him. And she kind of said something like, oh, yeah, he just pulled me aside to say that. And I just thought that was really odd. And I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that's not the truth. No, it's It's fucking weird. It's totally weird. Why is he even... That's the thing. When BJ talks about, like, because MTV has been making such a... Not MTV, but, like, Steve-O, specifically Steve-O, Nikki. Steve-O, yeah. Uh, like you know, a handful of a handful of fucks. They acknowledge her and argue with her on the talking point that she started, which is the opposite of what you do from a position of power with PR. Like, if right. you engage with the thing, then you've given attention to it, and now what's everybody that knows about it supposed to do besides watch and see what comes of it? Like, it's kind of simple math. Yeah. But if he's gonna go. That just it's just thou doth protest too much, but these people are human beings. It's really weird to me to see how easy it is to trigger them right now, which I've been saying for a long time. I think that the fourth wall of Hollywood has fallen down already, and we can see literally into these people's bathrooms and bedrooms, and they were not none of us were prepared for that embarrassment like as as the masses quote unquote yeah. or whatever, but then these let no one was ready for that wall to really come down, so no, not at all. Man, they're messing Especially up. I mean, they're, they're, they're ill-prepared to not mess up. And I sought not to go mm-hmm. – we were just talking about conspiracy theories and various things, but I somebody sent me a TikTok video that got me following this person who had posted it, and I went further down his little rabbit hole, but he was talking about, um, like, the Illuminati protocols of having to kind of, like, tell people what you're doing before you manipulate the masses or whatever – and he was reading from some uh, supposed document that I had never heard this exact rhetoric before, but it, I think he said it was Rockefeller writing. Don't quote me on that, but it was essentially about if they ever find out what we're up to, there's not going to, we will have no mercy, no quarter anywhere on this earth. There is not going to be a single place for us to run because the entire illusion that we're creating of being elite is an illusion. So if they ever figure out who it is that's manipulating the strings and start equalizing and humanizing, that's literally humanity, then we, these this very small group of deviants, essentially of, of moral deviants, um, who want to be better than everybody else, who want to believe that we're better and we want them to believe that we're better, will just have nowhere to run. So that it really makes sense for, for them to be in a state of panic. Don't yeah. look at me. You know, just don't look at me. Rose. And yeah. Go. It's like, it's really not that far off. That's why I really think a lot of these conspiracy theorists, they're just kind of a lot of conspiracy theories. It just seems like making sense of really complicated things that no one should have to understand. Like when hmm. it comes to the media and the manipulation and a lot of times these patterns that we talk about in these abuse cases and in these times where the media is manipulated to silence a victim in social media that a lot of those things get brought up in conspiracy theories and you notice a lot of the stuff thinking about Britney Spears now a lot of the stuff that concerned the same people who wanted her out of her conservatorship were also concerning the conspiracy theorists just for different reasons uh but 
when you look back at it, a lot of it was based off of the fact that she was under control and she quite literally was. It might not have been like a hypnosis mind control type of deal, but unfortunately that did come out to be true. Well, I mean, just seeing the small sliver of chaos and conflict that we got to glimpse in on with like K-Fed and the kids, um, it it looks pretty basic. Like it looks pretty simplistic uh, as far as the like the types of psychology that we're working with, they're very Louisiana. They're just a regular broken family, but yeah. the 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 manipulation, the parental alienation, the brainwashing and programming, uh, like it, it's impacting more than just their family because of the amount of people that have a parasocial bond with Brittany. I don't even right. really, I mean, yeah. like prior to, not that I disliked Brittany specifically, I just wasn't doing any pop at the time when I started to become concerned about her being in a conservatorship and what I was hearing around that. Um, but a lot of the parasocial bond with Brittany, a lot of the people involved in it weren't necessarily there because we were minds that were being marketed to with just her music, uh, a pretty heavy percentage of her current fan base is people who were uh, like maybe averse to her music, averse to the style of performance. And we're here because what's been done to her is intolerable. And at this point now, Work Bitch is on a daily playlist of mine. I listen to it almost every single day of my life. It's yeah. It gases me up. Like, so the, it, there's a, they couldn't have planned for me. Like they could not have possibly planned. They're not smart enough to even know somebody like me exists. They're not smart enough to know somebody like you exists. Before, and this is like the Lou Taylor, Jamie Spears element. Most of the lawyers too, definitely the judges involved in any of this stuff. That's like they, they live, they can be in this position where they seem very important. But if you really think about it, a judge is somebody who gets up and plays like, they they put on a costume and and have yeah. people call like they, oh your honor like it's like it's all a game right. like all of it yeah. and they get paid a lot of like six hundred thousand dollars a year to do that so that they go that it's all delusional at that point they think they're so important look how much money I make but the money makes them more immature like the money puts them in a position right. where they don't have to grow they don't get challenged and therefore then have to grow. Exactly. I, I just split the conversation yeah. in like seven different directions, I think. I don't know. You're good. You... There's so okay. many different things contributing to these problems. Like just the media is the big thing that I've been looking into just because from my experiences, I started to piece things together that way. Mm-hmm. But like the legal system has so much to do with abuse. Like you can't even know where to begin with the judges and the lawyers. But I think it was a lot of these situations uh are about the money more so than the person because a lot of times like with me I can relate to Britney Spears in a lot of ways in regards to my relationships with my family but that aspect was a little different because for them it was more of just having control but it seems like the people around her wanted the money and she was really during from for probably over two decades has probably 
made despite her net net worth she's probably made billions of dollars because she is absolutely i cannot but yeah the amount of money they're claiming her net worth to be that but then this is the same network of people that overinflated kylie cosmetics like this is the same network like they're not exactly it's not different worlds it's not different piercings it's literally the same community manipulating that's another element of it too where i'm like okay so they've got all this income and all this money but if they they didn't just start lying right now they didn't just start lying when we caught them lying like how far back does all this go and how much i like as much as i don't want to believe it is this simple to create like pretty permanent harm in the world if somebody is getting more than they deserve, if they're being disproportionately compensated, that has to come from somewhere. And the amount of positive attention that revolves around people who are clearly doing devious things, like it's kind of to get back to the the group of us and the, the, the social and psychological dynamics of the people sort of revolving around Britney, including free Britney, a lot of people yes. are Britney fans because we yeah. insist that the world be a fair and just place as much as it possibly can be. And right. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people motivated to create right now. I think probably more people than I've ever seen in my life are interested in starting their own business or, or getting to a point where they can be more aggressive in accelerating what they're doing so that yeah. they can occupy space that they were kind of encouraged to stay away from like it's like you know if you're going to be a if you're going to be a big dog then you've got to be vicious and horrible and have no morals and it's like well no if we all stay out of that realm to avoid being amoral then it's only going to be amoral people that are occupying that realm yeah and it's like that's the good thing about the music industry now especially like i when i was like 17 i put out an ep and it's just like i cringe at like hearing the songs but apparently they're not that bad (laughs) um but that is something i wanted (laughs) yeah well you can like look up my name and they're all like on spotify and stuff but that's kind of where i got a lot of my experience and i want to get back into that but it's like if I start telling people I'm a musician now, it's just like they go to these songs and it's just like, oh, I was really young and that's just not me anymore. Mm-hmm. But kind of off topic, but yeah, I that's where I learned about the media and how easy it was because it was, as long as I had the funds and resources to do it, really it was not that hard for me to take the jobs that all of these tens of people that the music industry hires to do and just do it myself. It is mm-hmm. hard work, but a lot of artists are choosing to do that now because the music industry is so difficult to navigate because you really don't know who you can trust. Because if I were to go to like a musician's conference, uh, it's always somebody there that comes up in our in the things we talk about or in the Britney Spears case. Like there's Lou Taylor speaking at the this convention or Larry Rudolph or Dr. Mm-hmm. Luke. And it's just like all the things that you would go to make connections and advance your career are people that you've heard from other places that you just shouldn't trust. So it's a very, like, I think that anyone who just chooses to do it all on their own and put in that effort, it's just like, it's the better option because at the end of the day, you know, your work is protected. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think we're probably getting to a point where there's going to be a a tipping in the scales of justice and um cuz really it's sort of it's sort of just about motivation like during the period of time where Lou Taylor was really kind of getting her teeth in um I think a lot of people were ready to be passive like I, there just weren't these industrial doorways or you know there's a lot of pathways to move your work around and not that there weren't some amounts of variety you could find in pathways to success in arts but uh it was mostly just open calls and auditions and various things and then we got american idol and now we've got like the voice and simon fucking cowell is involved in all these crazy yes. things and then it's not just even about they, they brought right right they brought some yeah. of the um some of the man people some of the you know the simon cowell vibes the lou taylor vibes like lou taylor probably was offered yeah. I, I bet there's been a lot of jokes about how she could be a simon cowell or like there could be a role for her like that um yeah you know, and she's like, well, I'll kind of, I'll occupy this hybridic space where I'm not quite in the media, but I am, but I'm not. Um, right. And it's, it makes it to where if someone accuses you of abuse, unless it's something crazy, it gets, it's easy to cover up. No one knows who you are and you can still go get clients because if someone who is a famous singer gets accused of abuse, it's going to be all over the headlines, but people don't know your face like that. So you can go to these different conventions and talk to people and their parents and whatnot and you can just go there and actively Mm -hmm. do it because people aren't just looking for your face and that's just what makes it hard to navigate the music industry is because if you're not always on twitter and youtube and watching documentaries and youtube videos and talking to people who have had personal experience already in that field with those people you would just kind of you don't know what what you're getting yourself into in a sense yeah Yeah. I the technology is certainly changing. The social technology and the practical technology to record and produce all kinds of media. Um things are changing, but then at the same time the the sort of juxtapose industries or like the side channel industries are changing too. I what you what you've what you've brought to us today about Britney brands. Um, that's a fascinating concept that I really, yeah, I really hadn't thought about things like that. Like that there's like coloring books and, you know, tarot cards, Brittany, Brittany themed fucking tarot cards, of course. Yeah, there's everything. And if you go through, it's like the website's USPTO.report. If you type in Britney Spears, it's a lot to go through, but uh-huh. I mean, you can just really go through a few things and you can kind of get the idea of what's going on. There's I, just a I lot of really be doing that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. There's just a lot of, there's too many things to even just say at one time that are problems. Like some of the contracts she did sign before the conservatorship, it was just a line in the signature. And I'm not really certain that someone who signs autographs all day is just going to put a line on a contract. That's just my opinion. Uh, huh. But really, there's just so many things there to question because there's a company called Miss Britney Recording 
that is based in some other state that is thought to own her masters, but we don't really have a way to see that because it's not public information like all this other stuff is. Mm-hmm. But what, what's really nuts to me is I was on a discussion forum and I actually brought forth the research I did on this and made it into a post. And months later, all over Twitter, Britney Spears now owns the rights to her brand. Britney owns her trademarks, but nothing changed. That Mm. was the gag, is nothing changed. It was like an old document from 2009 where she was listed as the owner or something. And really, you just had to kind of read to understand that that wasn't what happened. And I mean, you can just look on here. Uh, There wasn't really anything else filed in regards to all of her trademarks since 2018 when all of those hundreds of word marks and different categories were assigned to that company that appears to be made specifically for her trademarks based on the name. Phenomenal. Literally, what a phenomenon. Yeah, and it's like I'm in the process because I made a YouTube video about it, and at first I thought she didn't even have trademarks until 2009. And I'm like, oh, wait, I have to put out this correction and say that there's actually stuff further going back. And this was just a different word mark and all of these other complications. And right now I'm supposed to be making a like a full timeline of the trademark mm-hmm. so that it makes sense. But like I'm I'm just kind of stumped with what exactly this means. So it's like I'm not sure if it's like we don't really know what this means because certain things can be worked out privately or just what all of that is about but really it just does seem like she shouldn't be able to fully control well it's obvious she's not in control at this point just based off of the receipts that I have seen that she's not controlling the products that are released with her name on it Uh, but then it leaves like social media and her website and all of this other stuff, music she releases, the cover art, not the actual music itself, but the cover art is considered a musical work, and that is something that is one of those trademarks. Okay, so to simplify this, basically, while she was in the conservatorship, and potentially before, but definitely while she was in the conservatorship, manipulative parties that she has repeatedly claimed are abusive and she wants nothing to do with have created a legal entanglement to where even after the conservatorship has ended rights to her identity and business doings are not in her hands. Hypothetically. Yes. So of course she is Britney Spears. She can spend whatever money belongs to her. She can, there's there's a care plan. Rosengart says that there's not a care plan. Jody Montgomery said there was. The case has been sealed, so we don't know. It's it's illegal for Rosengart to lie if he knows that there is. So I it would be safe for me to assume that there's no care plan and that it just didn't go through. But does it have to be called a care plan? I don't even know. That's like, it. With the way video. they work, I bet it's I bet it's the same damn thing but called something different and he gets to say there's no that and then the other person's like well there's that (laughs) like you know nobody's lying but everybody's wrong or something i don't know 
I'm hoping that Jody's request just did not go through and that there is no yeah. care plan. And that's why he said that. Um, but the trademarks, it just raises concerns because so according to some journalists who drove out to some address, uh, Jamie Spears is like in a RV or something like outside of a warehouse that has a whole bunch of her products. And oh if you go on open corporates and open corporates along with checking with like the California Sec secretary of state website, which is where all that information comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, it does show him still the, basically the entire board of directors. So a CEO is usually a board of directors going to be above them, but he is that quite literally. So he's the sole director of Brittany brands in Louisiana still. So Wait, it makes I me thought... wonder if, I thought there was a, oh, no, that's just with nonprofits. There's like an obligation for a certain amount of board members. But for a private company, you don't necessarily have to have a board, right? Right. And I'm still having trouble keeping up with the branches. So my understanding is that the main Britney Brands is the one that is in Louisiana. Uh, and it shows Jamie Spears as the director, president, secretary, and treasurer, and also shows him listed as the CEO on other documents. Uh, I thought that it was updated to Michael Caine. I'm actually checking the documents now. Okay, so most recently on the Louisiana Secretary of State website, it does say that Michael Caine is now in that position. Uh, You're so amazing. this would have been something. I love yes. you checking on your own data in real time. That's wonderful. Yeah, oh, so man. the most accurate place to go to is the actual Secretary of State of whatever state it's in. Sometimes the documents are free, sometimes it costs like $2, but really it should all be public. So like if someone buys it beforehand, they'll usually post it online. If you go on the Breathe Heavy website, which ironically was, we had a whole thing with us not being allowed to talk about research on there and the mods always having problems. So they actually created uh, working with one of the other people who had been researching on there for so long, like a whole research club so that people could stop complaining about it, overcrowding yeah. the news, as they say. But That's then fair, we were allowed to talk about this I, stuff. Yeah. One thing, I and I feel like... Um, I feel like I'm more sure about this, but I, I started kind of theorizing a couple of weeks ago. I, I think a majority of the, I'm calling it the free people movement and I'm hoping that we can do the free people party when BJ runs for president. But I think that a <laughs> yeah. good chunk of us are autistic with some form of trauma disorder, either PTSD or CPTSD. And that those two phenomenons together, primarily undiagnosed autistic, um, I think that um, I think that there's a lot of like specific niche fixation with the people that are active and we all sort of have our own approach to what's the most important part and where I started to kind of think like, oh shit, is this what I'm seeing is when I realized that all of these different parts click together and work like a machine um yeah or a vehicle and we're going somewhere i don't know where we're going but we're going somewhere uh and not necessarily every everybody but i have definitely uh i've had some pretty extended conversations with a few people that like somewhere in the conversation i'm like ah i think 
I think that's what's going on here. So it would make sense for Breathe Heavy to get um, busy, if you will, yeah, <laughs> with the research. And and then also I, I imagine there's probably a whole population of people that are paid to be reactionary or... Absolutely. Yeah. That website in particular, I don't know. Uh, I don't necessarily have any bad thoughts about the website specifically, but often I... I wonder how they screen mods. Like, I don't know if this is all people who know each other in person or if it's just people who get brought on. Uh, but I almost wonder if there's just a whole bunch of people on here to run accounts. Because before I started actually really frequently talking to people on here who were also researching, I was often kind of, I had to like, mute people or whatever because I would just always get people calling me a conspiracy theorist and just kind of this bullying behavior when I would make these threads and even a mod I literally wrote a petition it was like just a petition that said send Britney Britney Brands a request to make a statement on whether or not they actually are associated with Britney Spears and it was literally just that and then it got taken down and called a conspiracy theory even that's though, not a theory that's a request what the fuck like, like this is, it's just uh, like all it is is clarity so if there's something that's not reported or something that has been agreed upon then if we clarify that it would make people not feel like they're that it's a scam so mm -hmm. it's like quite literally that because it's just in my opinion if this ends up being something that britney spears has zero control over and it's just people making money off of her image to me that's a scam because it's just it has nothing to do with her so it's just like she wouldn't did she even give permission to do this or yeah it's just in my opinion it comes off as a scam what a bummer yeah <laughs> what it's a, a goddamn bummer yeah Hmm. And I'm hoping I can get to some conclusion on my video because I was hoping to have it out a lot sooner, but I'm just so lost in regards to the trademarks because I can't really say for certain. I'm, I'm not. I'm just failing to make sense of without with it being in Delaware and not being able to just easily see who runs the company and what position they're in. It doesn't really give us a clear idea of what is of what that actually means for Britney Spears, the person, because um, all we know is that if you go on the trademark documents, it does give a clue that he's in control of the company because on the signature, not only are, is Jamie Spears and Andrew wallet signing this on her behalf, but the same people are signing on behalf of the company that it's being signed to. Um, so it just, it's very, that's obviously a conflict of interest in my opinion because mm -hmm. then like how is Brittany like she's not even she doesn't even have to be present in the room she was just wrapping up a tour in England or something when this went down because like literally like days before the date on the uh the document she was on the piece of me tour like mm -hmm. in in the UK somewhere so it's just like she didn't even necessarily have to be in the room right it could potentially well, that's, there's precedent for that kind of nonsense too. Michael Jackson's will was allegedly signed when he was in a different part of the world on tour. There's a disturbing connection between uh, the Michael Jackson, a few disturbing connections, and you might have seen this 
because BJ made a video about it between Michael Jackson and Britney Spears. Uh, she didn't get all the way into it, but she cracked a couple doors open. She didn't, she didn't like bust the door open. She was just like, there's a door here. Everyone pay attention. We're coming back to that later. And she's been totally busy with Lima's fucking lawsuit. Yeah. But what that could mean, it could also mean that Sony is trying to get a hold of everything before Britney does because it lists him as the manager. But while reviewing some documents for the Pussycat Dolls, I did notice a similar company, uh, like for their trademarks, where Universal and her company that she created for for the Pussycat Dolls would kind of both at the same time own these trademarks and it you don't really since it's in Delaware you don't see that it almost makes me wonder if Michael Caine is doing something to take control over Britney's trademarks and work and maybe even her masters for whatever reason um but that can kind of tie back to Sony because Michael Jackson had spoken out about Sony a lot in one of the Two of the people that we see on a lot of the documents with Britney Spears is uh, Geraldine Weil, I think her name was, the lawyer, and Michael Caine. They both Ooh. actually worked with Michael Jackson, and at the time, I believe Michael Caine was in control of managing his brand and whatnot and was his manager during the time that he died. So that raises a mm-hmm. whole other separate set of questions, but other when, than for, for Caine, consistency, is it... Is it correct that Prince also was with Sony Music and that's why he had to start going by the artist formerly known as Prince because he could not use his actual name anymore? Is that that's Sony too, right? I believe it is, yes. Um, same situation for sure. He did not have control, to my understanding, to just use his name to release music, so he had used that symbol mm-hmm. uh, to be able to regain control because he's not releasing under the name Prince, uh, kind of similar how you see with Kesha changing the way that her name is spelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's other artists who have also had to do that, but Jojo had a similar situation, but she actually signed away the rights to her voice. So she could not sell music with her voice in it, even if it didn't have her name on it necessarily. So that's like, Oh wow. That's what I'd it, heard about. Yeah. I heard about something with her, but I, I didn't realize it was that. That's that's some little mermaid bullshit. That's like that's like fantasy stuff. Like Quite this is bad magic. Yeah. Like and it it's just crazy because she had to fight for years to be able to. She had a Bandcamp account, so she would make kind of mixtapes that you could just download or listen to. But huh. she was not legally allowed to sell her own music because her voice belonged to this record label. That no That's, longer I don't, exists I, and doesn't want to give it up. How is that even a thing? I cannot, I'm really just like, I I can't swallow that one. I got to spit that pill back out. I don't even believe in it. I know it happened, but I'm like, yeah. damn, that's these people are doing things that are not real. Like, It's insane. It's the control over the narrative has a big thing to do with it because when you control the person like that, when you can have non-disclosure agreements they can't say the details of their contract or they can't say what happened this day and then on top of that you have the final say in what type of music they make what type of song they do and 
yeah, it's just a really big problem in the music industry. And it's why it's so important to be careful when you're an independent artist. Because like I said, if you go to these conventions or there was even one company one time that I sent some music to as a submission and I ended up seeing that they like Lou Taylor, they followed Lou Taylor or something, mm. something crazy like that. But you really don't, you really like these people, they're not hiding away. Like Lou Taylor and Dina LaPolte were just at a, a People's Powerful Women convention or something the other day no way. that they were doing photos. Yeah, no it way. was like, like Lou Taylor's literally just like, she's going to these high class events, creating this image for herself and all of this other stuff just like and just existing like nothing's wrong it's just like really put this lady in jail she's like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah well i mean in a world where paris hilton is referring to queen elizabeth as a girl boss uh you know i guess i can see this being a thing too yeah it's just it's like that movie don't look up like everyone <laughs> is just so blind to the things that are going on around them man Yo, I think there's enough of us with, uh, like, we don't even need the gla- the They Live glasses. We've got just, like, uh, like 100 vision. Fuck 2020. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. But, like, I, I can't help but see through this shit. And I think that's why I didn't like pop music when I was like, eh, you know, Britney who or whatever. Like, I think I, I think I shied away eventually. I got full. It's like when you go to the fair and you're eating a bunch of cotton candy and it's so wonderful. And then you get that first stomach ache when you're a kid, when someone lets you overindulge or whatever, like something happened where I had gotten full up on processed trash sugar. And I just got an aversion to it and dipped out thought I was being all edgy and like, oh, I just do things that aren't really on. And I had no idea why I was attracted to that kind of vibe. And then the next thing I know, it's just shoved right in my face that like that world that I shied away from is full of predators that are hurting, manipulating the image of, and then hurting uh, like some of the sweetest people. Like they're, you know, like uh, Britney right. screaming at Alexa Nicholas aside, she went back and apologized later, and you know, like it's she continues to to shine through as a as a compassionate person who's going through significant amounts of trauma and trying to figure out how to be a person in this world. Um, yeah, I hope she can feel our support as much as we could feel her pain all along. I hope that that's what I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I just hope that when someone who can not necessarily understand everything that she's had to go through, but know just the familial abuse and how unique that situation can be uh, and Mm -hmm. how it can affect you. It's just like, there's a lot of us out there and I didn't really realize that until I joined the book club, but Mm -hmm. in the discord group, like, yeah, I didn't realize how similar a lot of those, a lot of other people's stories are two hours in hers at times. So it's just like, I hope she sees that and she's not just seeing all the people with negative opinions. I think we've, uh, I think we've been making enough of a stink. Uh, the people I see, I, I, I started to um, take the initiative of being a, a loud motherfucker that kicks up dust all in the comments section as much as I can. And I, I for a while I've had a philosophy where I will talk to people in the comment section, but as soon as I start to feel like I'm having an ineffective conversation, 
they immediately become a stage for me to perform what I have to say on top of. So it doesn't matter what's right. set around me, I have a purpose and I'm going to continue figuring out ways to express that purpose in that space. Um, but even I, I myself and a couple people that I've met through the Free Britney movement, we've had some moments in the last couple of months where it's almost, it's really difficult to deny that somebody on the other side of Britney's profile is responding to the things we're saying and doing. Um we're all just people yeah, it's a, a small times, way say again right a lot of times i do think that that could also be a marketing ploy like say if it's not her and someone is kind of responding mm -hmm. to certain things in a certain way or not responding just that could totally be like a marketing or press thing because she, she's gonna still have a publicist so i imagine that there is a whole lot of like stuff that they're not really going to even know what to make of in regards to PR be just because mm -hmm. there's just so much chaos, especially when it comes to the media. So it's just like, I can imagine the publicist's job in that case would be very confusing uh, and difficult because that just person's like, okay, just getting paid we... to occupy a position at this point. Like yeah, there's no, like, unless they're an actual psychic or like they time traveled from the future to come back here and be like, wait, like there's no way it's too, it's too new. It's all, it's all so, and it's like meta as fuck. Like it's just, there's so many overlapping intersecting worlds in this one yeah. space now. It's like an empire was built around her without her say in a sense mm. so now there's all this mess to clean up because it's like you think of the britney brands and then you think about vegas and their nonsense with the finances and how they were involved with her shows and it's just like yeah it goes back to capitalism for sure but somebody whether it was her dad or lou taylor or sony uh rca her record label somebody was there that was like building this empire around her because she was like, she, like I said, she's probably brought in billions and billions of dollars mm -hmm. for people, but then her net worth is only $50 million. So where is all that money been going? So it's just like this that empire was kind of built around her almost as an ATM for other people. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yo. Ugh. Yeah. And, well, and then it's, they, they all want to be an emperor until they realize that the empire has people that have to live it. Like we're humans. We're not just wallets to open up and buy their crap right. products. Like, right. we like <laughs> I don't, they don't, I don't think they thought about that or cared about that, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a trip to how their family straddles from Disney and just straight into Dan Schneider shit. Like, I don't really know uh, I'm, how, how magical that they could manage to find um, so many devious and evil people to try and feed their children to. Yeah, that's kind of why it's great that there's so many different people, especially so many experts researching this, just because... You, if you research this for long enough, you'll find some pretty bizarre ties between Britney Spears's finances and all these other random people. That's kind of how the whole Car Kardashian conversation started. Mm. Uh, because if you just make sit there and make these connections, you'll see like just these random connections: Caesar's Palace, 
then mm-hmm. it, Caesar's Palace has connections to this place, and then somehow we end up in Russia. So it's just if you really <laughs> research it, Laura, like oh my if god, you spend we enough do. time researching it. It really shows you how bizarre that finances are and how like where our money is going because it's like as uh-huh. the fans if you were listening to her music or buying her products part of that money's yours so it's a whole bunch of people's money but we are quite literally not only giving these people our money but generating money by creating conversations and contributing to the algorithm of social media like we are literally generating this money so yeah we quite literally are being used as pawns in that case because they know Mm -hmm. they're gonna buy it without thinking about stuff like that but yeah yeah just it's just so weird because you'll i feel like if it's our money then we should we should care where it's going like especially if we're wanting to support someone or we're under the guise that we're supporting someone. That's why, that's why I feel like it's false advertising. If they're selling products with her face that she doesn't necessarily want. Cause then you have people who are buying these products cause they think that they're supporting her. She has said many, many times that she's been dissatisfied with the choices made about her image too. Like, yeah. you know. especially the pictures they put out. And she said that a lot. But mm-hmm. it almost makes me wonder if she can't talk about the Britney brand situation or what's or if someone's working on it. But it's been it's been a year and not much has changed other than Michael Caine, who uh, allegedly she didn't even want to begin with because TMZ reported. And I'll take that with a grain of salt. But they did say that Michael Caine, she felt that Michael Caine was a gatekeeper in order to keep her dad in control. And this was in 2020, not long before, not long after the trademarks were reassigned. Yeah, it's a lot to put together. And it's been like, this is like months of research for me. Uh, And then on a combination of other people's research, that'll be months to years. So it's just a lot of information that there is to uncover. And like you can you can probably just spend enough time researching on it and find something out that no one knows. Sure. And well, it's all grassroots bootstrapped. Everybody's funding their own corner of this and hoping that, hoping that there's a place to meet in the middle at some point. Are you connected with mystifying on Instagram? I think she's on Twitter too. It's MX. I might have. MX oh, underscore yes, yes. dot D-E-F. Yeah, okay. So I, I just did yeah. an interview with her. Um, I had her on a couple weeks ago. I haven't put the episode out yet, but I think that you two would... Uh, I, w- I want to invite you both on to an episode where I don't talk much and you two do the talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to do that. Fantastic. I'm going to reach out to her. Yeah, for sure. I would, if she does want to do that, I would totally do it. Great. Yeah, I think we're I think we're um we're we're constellating or something. We're clusterfucking. We're messing up their game and we're enjoying it too. I'm really having a blast lately. Um Me too. Like the research is fun. I have I try not to uh like make posts or anything about certain things I research just because I've seen for myself that they will quickly cover it up. But yeah, it's just like there it's not just her, it's so many other things that with these documents and all of this other stuff out there you can just research and find. Yeah. Wow. 
Bless you, dude. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I we have so much more to talk yeah. about, but I think we should wrap this one up. Um, I may split it into two episodes for listener yeah. fatigue. I may uh, just kick people right. down into the rabbit hole. Um, you know, that's uh, that's the way. Wow. Oh, well, shit. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be seeing you on Discord probably in the next, like, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. And, yo, are you caught up to where we're supposed to be at in the book? Um, Not yet. Okay. I've, for no, for context, <laughs> we're reading How to Be Eaten in Alexa Nicholas's book club. Um, which oh, is yeah. By so I... Maria Adelman, I think is her name. Yeah, so I actually have read the book. Uh, I, I'm just actually not caught up to where you guys are at because I actually did uh, peek at one of the spoilers and I'm like, ooh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. I don't know what they're talking about. Okay, okay. We're only on <laughs> week two. Okay. Yeah, so I had just started week two, um, but then you guys were talking about, I, did, I looked at the spoiler anyway and you said something about synthetic skin and I'm just like, oh. Oh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, I um well I wrote my spoiler to be intentionally cryptic so that people who did click it would not know still what <laughs> I'm talking about. But um I'm so yeah. glad to know that that worked. Uh yeah, it's such a phenomenal book. I don't read, which I'm not actually now. Right. I have the audiobook, so somebody's reading it to me. Um but uh I, I don't read I I read complicated things. I don't really read stories right. or short things or whatever. But um yeah, it's one of the coolest books I've ever heard stories. Like I really am excited about the idea of it being made into a another form of media somehow. I'm a little concerned that it's going to be somebody terrible getting a hold of it, but I kind of feel like it's already in pretty good uh pretty good like um i don't know like the community around it the community that's excited about it is is a particularly uh you know we just have like high quality high standards for everything the way the story is told how it's packaged we're we're very Mm -hmm. spoiled and like it that way and gonna keep it that way (laughs) yeah Uh, that's anybody just because book movies like when they make a book into a movie it's just like they either it's a hit or miss like it's either they get it on point or they just really miss yeah well so she it vibes a little bit um like kurt vonnegut energy to me and i feel like i've never really seen a good kurt vonnegut adaptation ever um like i don't know it's like people get too in their feels about it when they're making whatever they make so they they don't convey the entire story because they're so wrapped up in that it makes sense already or something like ah this is so profound it doesn't even need to be i don't have i don't have to do anything to have it be profound the story speaks for itself so i as a filmmaker can just kind of rest on my laurels and i don't know (laughs) i'm kind of a judgy bitch a little bit (laughs) i totally get that but yeah they're they're like that with books and movies especially books that are just really long or make them to a series they just don't want to they don't want to like make it that long or make it too long or whatever so it's just they often miss the point at the wrong times 
You know, and then we end up with J.K. Rowling getting the most thorough adaptations that surgically extract the most important parts for like creating a different world, but uh, have all right. the parts you need to get people social socially attached so they can never ever let it go. Um, right. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's another episode. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'll definitely boy. look forward to coming on here again, though. I'll have to Absolutely. check out the one that you did with uh, Mystifying because I have not, I didn't know that you had her on, so I'm going to check that out. That's what's up. I sh- uh, That one is in editing now, and I'm hoping to have it out in the next couple of weeks, uh, which will be the past when this episode comes out and hits people's ears. Um, we time yeah, travel a lot on this I, show. There's a lot of time travel. Right. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your work. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet? Do you want to be found on the internet? Yes. So I am on Medium uh, under my Medium blog or whatever. I'm new to Medium, so I'm still getting used to it. But it is called Musicians Rights Network along with my YouTube channel. Uh, and then everything else with my name attached to it is just my name, which is Jaden Young. Jaden Young. Great. Fantastic. I am looking forward to burning down castles and flipping tables with you. <laughs> um, yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, cool. Thanks so much. No problem. Thanks so much again for having me. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Jaden for coming on and giving such a great talk. I want to say that I don't endorse Jaden's use of the phrase bullying behavior in the context he used it in. Uh, It's wild, though, how much my life turned into a chapter of that book club book. If you've made it this far, I'm assuming that you either love me and my show, came to sniff out the culprit for Jaden, are Christy Romano or another hopefully responsible podcast that reported positively about Alexa and Eat Predators, hoping that she was the real deal. Or maybe you're just a full-blown hater with an attraction to cults. Or maybe you're possibly a haunted American girl doll or her cuck-ass, suck-ass husband who actually does take care of their baby a lot more than she does, in my alleged opinion. For anyone who's looking into young Jaden, I mean Jaden Young's claims that someone took his voice away by reducing him to being young, I was also hurt by L.I.'s dismissal of the book club as a bunch of kids and not exactly making fun of me, but definitely breaking my heart a little more than the book club did by kicking me out in her assessment of the group's age demographics and their abilities to think for themselves. I think Jaden was a great guest and has a lot of potential to take advantage of any opportunity he finds in front of him. So I hope that whoever took his voice and did all these terrible things, this this will is exposed and put under a spotlight. He sounds like quite a character. Anyway, like, subscribe, and rate us. We're everywhere that podcasts are and on YouTube. Go to our Instagram and leave a message about how this episode made you feel. Or leave us a message at 415-343-4420. And go and like and comment on our YouTube stuff. It really helps us get more reach. Also, if you know anyone interested in knowing more about what the Eat Predators book club and Discord community were like and who was there, please text or DM them a link to this episode so they can hear for themselves how Jaden's voice sounds when it's all his. 
If you feel like going on a kamikaze mission with your social media account, you can join our street crew and post your own clips and images of our promo content. Eat Predators allegedly blocks and deletes comments from anyone questioning any part of their narrative. You can call 415-343-4420 or email connect at goodmorningmayberry.com with the subject line street crew to get involved with that. Anyway, we've been here for a long time, so I'll just wrap it up and say, as always, always remember to never forget. It's, it's just a rumor. So it's like if someone goes on social media and says, oh, a source tells us that this, this, and this happened. It's just like, why is that always just assumed to be true by the masses? It's just so weird. And I think that's just the whole tabloid gossip culture that has been built into American society and has become such a moneymaker in a way that it's a very toxic thing for society. Really, you can, and I really am shocked to see that people at such a high success use these same tactics, but you can buy press articles on cheap blogs for pennies. People in business do it a lot, but it's just like, it shouldn't be so easy to have influence on, say, someone tells their story about abuse, and then it's just like, oh, I can throw money at this, and now everyone thinks that they're a liar, a liar, a liar, a liar. <laughs> I just hope that when someone who can not necessarily understand everything that she's had to go through, but know just the familial abuse and how unique that situation can be. Uh, and how it can affect you. It's just like, there's a lot of us out there and I didn't really realize that until I joined the book club, but in the Discord group, like, yeah, I didn't realize how similar a lot of those, a lot of other people's stories are to hours and hours hours at times. So it's just like, I hope she sees that and she's not just seeing all the people with negative opinions. It's insane. It's the control over the narrative has a big thing to do with it. Just things that are disrespectful to say to anybody who's going through that, but knowing the details of the situation uh, as he's spoken out about it, uh, it's just a little extra kind of demoralizing to the person because it's just, they have a lot of influence on the public narrative. So people who are enablers to the abuse or contributing to him being treated unfairly are really using this media as just kind of to back them up. And you'll even see when you follow cases, a lot of times those headlines uh, get brought up in court and you can write a story without necessarily having to diminish someone's character or write something that you probably already know is not the truth. Uh, Sure. And and I would argue in this, in it well and just in this particular case it seems like it was a completely inflated concept entirely 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 good morning mayberry is brought to you by amass studio llc, LLC. 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 LLC.